0: How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? No! I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes.
1: The short, short, short (laughs) version.
0: We ain't found shit! Out of order, fuck, even in the future nothing works. She's gone from suck to blow. My monster condom from my magnum down.
1: Welcome to Worth the Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Palilla. With me as always, Mike Kennedy. Hello, Mike.
0: Yo-ho, Kennedy. Lord Helmet.
1: This week, uh, we were supposed to do Army of Darkness, but we're still having some viewing technical, streaming technical difficulties. So we went with the old classic, Spaceballs. Released June 24th, 1987, had a budget of $22.5 million approximately, only made $38 million in theaters, which kind of surprised me, but I guess not. It's been more of a cult classic, cable classic, been on TV a bajillion times versus, I don't think a lot of people went and saw this one in theaters. Uh, what would you guess the Rotten Tomatoes critic score is, Mike, out of 100?
0: Um, it's a Mel Brooks film. Maybe, like, upper
1: 60s? Not quite. Uh, All the way down at 57%. The audience score, though, where would you put it? 85. 83%. They like this one. IMDb of 7.1 out of 10. I am curious, though. I mean, you think Bell Brooks' name, by the 80s, was it no longer carrying the weight anymore? I mean eighty seven, John Candy was a name. Not a big not Uncle Buck big name. Um, he was a name and
0: I'm, I'm,
1: Pullman was still young.
0: Mel Brooks was still pretty pretty big, you know.
1: Yeah. He was bigger in the seventies, obviously in the sixties, but all right, so let's get in the cast of the movie. Rick Moranis plays Dark Helmet. We'll be featuring him a little later. Bill Pullman plays Lone Star he was from Independence Day Lake Placid uh, Casper uh, he's kind of been in a couple few things here and there an interesting fact James Kahn was the original choice to play Lone Star unfortunately he was struggling with addiction at the time and the then unknown Bill Poorman won the role as Kahn was deemed too expensive to insure I don't know if I like this movie that James Conn I,
0: I don't, definitely don't agree with James Conn. I know that Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise were both. Pursued. Persuited. Yeah, they were pursued. And both, but... I think he was turned down by Tom Hanks, I know. And I think that he said he's bummed by it. But apparently they saw Bill Pullman perform on stage. Actually, his wife went to like a theater show or something like that. And they saw him and they are like, well, they had those two other names, John Kenny and Rick Moranis. So they're like, we can hi- hi, you know, put somebody on who's not as big of a name right now.
1: I think this movie works because he's not that big.
0: Sometimes that's how the movies work, man. You know, like they get the no-name guy and then next thing you know.
1: Yeah, like I think if he was too big, he would have overshadowed too much of the movie. And I think it would have taken too much spotlight away from Rick Moranis, who's fucking incredible in this movie. Um, All right, so next is John Candy plays Barf, Uncle Buck, planes, trains, and automobiles, The Great Outdoors, Canadian Bacon, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones he's done, that, that's plenty of them. Uh, the main, I guess you could say the main person behind this movie, Mel Brooks, plays both President Scrooge and Little Man Yogurt. He was History of the World Part One, Blazing Saddles, he produced Young Frankenstein, and a bunch of other movies in like the 60s and 70s. He kind of was big into these comedic parody movies, you could call it, he was like the first person to really do it. The next person, um, I'm probably going to say this wrong. Daphne Zuniga plays Princess Vespa. She was on Vision Quest, which Mike and I will be doing that movie. Melrose Place, uh, One Tree Hill. She's kind of had some small roles in movies. I saw some pictures of her recently. I think she's better looking now than, than she was 30 years ago.
0: I didn't look I, at pictures, but I, I wouldn't doubt that. I know I... I know. Yeah,
1: I don't think she looks great in this movie, and I, she's very attractive. I, I know
0: that because of my thanks to my mom, she's in a lot of like those made-for-TV movies.
1: Like, now, oh really? Like I feel
0: like I've seen her. I've been like, is that Princess Vespa? That's like a what I say it. I don't even say her real name because I don't even know how to pronounce it.
1: Yeah, I I'm wondering because Aaron watches all the Hallmark Christmas movies. I wonder if she snuck in a couple of them. Uh, next is Joan Rivers, who plays the voice of Dot Matrix. She died in 2014. I didn't realize it was that long ago. It's been five years. She was just mainly a fashion person. She never really was an actress. She's annoying and kind of useless in this movie. Dick Van Patten plays King Roland. He actually died in 2015. What I remember the most is he's the abbot in Robin Hood hey, Man I and <laughs> Exactly. <laughs>
0: I just watched that movie the other day.
1: <laughs> That's on all the time. It's always worth watching at least like part of that movie. That movie's a, a one you can pick up and drop off at any point. It's not really, you're not really missing much. And the only other person I had that actually was a character was George Weiner plays Colonel Sanders with a Z. Uh, he was the principal in Not Another Teen Movie. He hasn't been in a lot of other stuff. He kind of looks familiar. He's, he's done the TV circuit a little bit. But the only other two I had were the cameos in this. Michael Winslow right in the middle of his police academy powers we'll call it he plays the the radar technician Mm -hmm. and then uh john hurt essentially reprises his role from alien which is why he says not again did i miss anything
0: Mike? i was just gonna say that um when you're when you're saying about john hurt when he originally got the part he just assumed that he was gonna have like a little like wink at the screen, you know, type thing. Did not realize he's really going to yeah. be actually having to do, like, a scene where, like, he's going to have to do some actual acting. <laughs> that would really just be the like quick little cameo. We didn't no idea did it. it was going to be that in-depth whenever that was happening. There's, like, Dom, Dom yeah. DeLuise was Pizza the Hut, I think.
1: Oh, that's right. Dom um, DeLuise was Pizza the Hut. I did miss there. that one. Well, I, I actually wrote this down later, but I might as well say it now. One of the – this isn't really a cameo. It's just early in his career. One of the dinks that shows up to save yep. them – Is played by Tony Cox, who was an Ewok in Star Wars, but he was from Bad Santa and me, myself, and Irene. That's Tony Cox. So this was like really early in his career. Yep. And uh, the Michael Winslow part, he wanted to do all the voices or all the sounds by himself. And I think Mel Brooks said they saved something like $18,000 in having to curate all those sound effects because he was able to just do it with his mouth. So good for him. You want to do the synopsis, Mike?
0: Be synopsis. All right, Ed. I'm going to give you the short, short version here. <laughs> All right. Once upon a time warp in a galaxy very, 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 very far away, there lived a ruthless race of beings known as Spaceballs. Chapter 11: The evil leaders of the planet Spaceball have foolishly squandered their precious atmosphere. Have, and have devised a secret plan to take every breath of air away from their peace-loving neighbor's planet Druidia. Today is Princess Vespa's wedding day, unbeknownst to the princess, but, but known to us, danger lurks in the stars above. And that's all I'm giving you. <laughs>
1: that's all you're giving. That is the short, short, short version.
0: <laughs> I just figured I'd read that little, I saw it at the beginning, I'm like, that's what I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading that opener right there.
1: All right, well, before we move on to our next part, let's take a break with a quick word from our sponsor. Smoke if you got him. All right, Mike. This is probably one of your, I don't want to say favorite movies ever, but most quoted movies ever. It's based on, you know, we were talking our last episode, 40 year old virgin. I forgot to add this as the most quoted movies ever.
0: When it comes to movies that I've seen the most my entire life, this is definitely probably a, this is definitely a top fiver, probably.
1: I'd say for me, too, because I watched this a lot growing up. But the thing is, I always watched the version that was clean from television. Mm-hmm. So watching it now was funnier because of the inclusive of some of the profanity. Just because I'd seen it so many times clean. So it's it's better this way. So why don't you pick? I don't know how many best scenes you have. I only really have one scene that I ended up highlighting, just because it's the one that might have made me laugh the hardest.
0: Oh God, you, you Otherwise, this
1: movie's just a whole how bunch about of you quotes. Give me
0: your best scene then first.
1: So for me, it's the asshole scene.
0: How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Go! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep firing, assholes!
1: I don't know why. It made me laugh the hardest out of the whole movie. There's a lot of quotes in this movie, but it's the how many assholes we got on this ship. Yo. I I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I think – and this is one of those that I told Aaron. I was used to this saying – I think it said morons when I was a kid because we had the clean TV version. So the first time I heard it say assholes, I was like, Whoa and I, it's a lot funnier with assholes. So that was that was the one i wrote down for best scene. Everything else in this movie is a lot of like one liners that i've used in my everyday life and the rest is just like kind of a goofy silly movie.
0: The that that scene is really actually after watching this movie i got online and i found a shirt that i'm probably going to order that says i knew that i'm surrounded by assholes. It's got a picture of <laughs> dark helmet on it. And that that's I'm just a good like, one. you know, I think I'm probably gonna buy that shirt. <laughs>
1: I can't, oh, I can't wear said. it all the
0: time, but I'll wear it as much as I can.
1: I am gonna add in. I'm gonna add in one more scene now. Now that I, now that I think God. about it, and uh, the ludicrous speed. Yeah,
0: because I, I kind of have that in. I go because, like, you kind of have that the whole radar scene. I like that where it's the whole yes. the whole scene where he's like, "Radar, um, radar, not radar, if we, not if we, yes, <laughs> not if we jam it." You know, or like, just even right before that, he goes, "We're not just doing this for money; we're doing it for a shitload of money." Because in the yeah. other one, he goes, "We're doing it for a lot of money."
1: So there is the clean there version. is the green version. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm, I'm the same way because I remember I the first time I watched this, we we'd have like Friday night family movie nights when I was younger, and I remember my dad put the VHS in and we taped this off. I think like the Disney Channel or something. So there's no swearing in it at all. There's like bleep sounds, stuff like that. And it's the exact same way. Like I remember when I first got on D V D in like high school. The first time I saw all the swearing in it and I was just like, I had no idea that was even the line. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, this is
1: this is a much yeah, I mean this was to me growing up like a kid movie and I always thought it was a kid movie. And then I realized this is not a kid movie, this is an adult movie. It's like
0: <laughs> a kid like if you without the swearing you could get by with a young kid watching it but as you get older you see all like the little hidden innuendos and stuff like that yes yes um but yeah like that whole radar scene you know then like you said not not if we jam it the whole way going into where you got Michael Winslow doing the whole the radar herb <laughs> you know he comes over and he just keeps doing that whole noise with his mouth which is just his whole his whole scene the Michael Winslow scene it's just awesome and then obviously
1: well it, speaking of being a kid that was like the coolest thing in the world with him and police Academy oh, yeah. and all the noise that oh, yeah. he made there was another one that i watched growing up as a kid that to me it was kind of like a goofy silly movie and then you actually watch it and there's a lot of sex and stuff like that in it that you you don't really get you're not really paying attention
0: to that that's not why you're watching it at that it's,
1: age yeah we always watched – the one I watched always was Police Academy 5 because that was the one we had on tape from TV. So I never watched like one, which is a lot more sex versus like five, which is just plain goofy. Miami Beach, man. Police Academy but if 5. But you,
0: if you literally look at that whole scene, getting back onto topic, like where he goes from the radar scene straight to anytime anybody says frickin' the word raspberry around me. The head. I'm oh, just yeah. like only one man would dare give me the raspberry <laughs> like it just it comes out of my yes. comes out of my mouth all the time just like without even I like go to the grocery store and it's like raspberries for sale and I'm like only one man dare give me the raspberry <laughs> like <I> say it <laughs> out loud to myself like all the time
1: can't help just it can't, help, can't it. help
0: it and uh and then you go directly to where just so much <laughs> going on in between there you have you go straight to the scene where barf is saving them and he's just like who are you barf <laughs> None here, sir. This is a Mercedes. Yes. It's like little lines like that, and then you immediately go straight into your your Lord Helmet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they go there, and then they go straight into the ludicrous speed uh, scene. Yeah. It, it, uh,
1: you can, uh, that's fine. I like lo- um, looping them yeah, all together. Yeah, like those
0: just like, just that like consecutive, because I do think I like the radar. Probably out of that whole thing, I like the radar scene and then going to the ludicrous speed scene. And then I have the whole doll scene. He's playing with <laughs> Just because that's all ad-libbed. Ad- 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 so, ad- so yeah,
1: time. I was going to say, I, I didn't know if you had that internet fact or not.
0: that's something else. Speaking of that, like a John Candy, the whole like smacking him in the face with the tail, that was ad-libbed too.
1: Yeah, oh, really? that was
0: ad-libbed with the whole tail. He was like, they, they, he I, was supposed to wear a mask, but since you had freaking John Candy, like, they like didn't want to cover his face.
1: Yeah, you don't want to cover the whole face. So,
0: I, mean. I read... It, but then he um... wore like a 30-pound battery with that tail and... And his ears. Somebody was controlling his ears and tail, like, you know, electronically, like, off the sides.
1: You had a one... Yeah, it was kind of curious how that would work. But, yeah, that makes sense. A little robotic. Something that would move, move make the ears move and then him moving. The, didn't it say it was something, like, in his hand that made the tail move?
0: Uh, I don't think he had it. I think somebody else was, like, controlling it for him. Oh, so he didn't okay. To worry about
1: that. I thought I saw that he had it. Because but... I know that I
0: read somewhere that the person who's controlling the ears... I guess Mel Brooks got him a whole, whole bunch because he thought he was making the ears move too much.
1: <laughs> I think it makes a good no, with how much the ears no, move. No,
0: no, I, I thought it was, you know, completely loved it, fantastic. You know, just, and that's one of my favorite lines when he, at the, the whole doll scene, when he's just like, no, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like I've used that line a lot too. Like someone would look at me and just well, say, uh, the- they'll just say they, then they won't even get it. They'll just be like, you know, I'll see someone do something stupid, and they'll be like, "Yeah, did you see that?" I'm like, "No, nah, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again." And they're just like looking at me all weird, and I'm just like, uh, "You didn't have a good childhood."
1: <laughs> I like uh, your helmet is so big oh, is also really your good. Helmet in there. is
0: so big. That is a good one. Those are the scenes that I have down.
1: We'll build on that and move into the best lines. And I ended up on here with. One, two, three, four, six lines. And instead of them being the funniest lines in the movie, they're the lines in the movie that I use all the time that no one ever gets except for you. Maybe Knave, but that's it. The first one I do is always want a meeting. If I'm meeting and anyone asks me to do anything, I always say that, always want a meeting. Which uh, I liked the song he's jamming out to, which is Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. And I read in the extras that what he's eating is a tub of stove top stuffing to look like dog food, <laughs> which is disgusting. I did
0: not read that fact. Yes, but I think I, I think so, I looked uh, that up so way 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 long ago, like before you know, like years and years ago, before we like, did this not, yeah. Like, before even we started this part. I'm saying like ten years ago. Uh,
1: next is the Yoho Lord Helmet because you legit answer the phone every other time I call you with that. And then if we are doing something and you're in the same room as me and I'll go, Kennedy, you probably one out of every four times. That's how you respond to me.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Uh, yeah. Next is Ludicrous Speed. Go. And uh, I actually, I'm going to add in there, say, what do we have at Cuisinart? Because I'll say that if anything's going okay, slow. The,
0: the funny thing about that is, that's another one of those things that I get to I was older where it's like, I remember, I, remember oh, yeah. I think I was either in the kitchen with my dad or we were somewhere. I was somewhere with my dad, and all of a sudden, I saw, I don't know, like a coffee machine or a microwave or something that said Cuisinart on it. And all of a sudden, I just look at my dad and I just start like laughing. And he's like, What? I mean, I'm probably like 19 years old. And he's like, What? And I go, I finally get with that. When we got on this thing, a Cuisinart line finally beats. My dad just started laughing at me. He's just like, What are you t- you're just getting at now? And I'm like, Yep. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we would say, "Oh, what do we have as a Art Growing up, we didn't know what it meant. It's just something we'd say because it was in the movie.
0: Yeah, Art could have been something really inappropriate, and I wouldn't have even known. You know?
1: <laughs> nope, nope.
0: I'm sure my dad would have yelled at me if I was saying it. It was something really inappropriate.
1: Could have been a spinning dildo, <laughs> and you still would have <laughs> like, been like, "It's a Cuisinart." Uh,
0: the next one I have
1: is, "You're right. When you're right, you're right, and you, you're always right." Because I love using that anytime, I, you know, we're talking and someone figures something. I do it at work a lot. Or if someone says something, I'll spit that line out. Oh, they always look at me like I'm a lunatic. Like, Come on, people! Do you do you not watch movies at all? Mm-hmm. My favorite line. Well, I'm gonna save this one for last. The one that you already stole for me, which is the short, short, short version. <laughs> Again, usually at work, when I start when I start telling a story, I'll say I'll oh, give the short, short, short version. No one ever gets it. And then my favorite one.
0: Found anything yet? We ain't found shit!
1: The f- the, every time I saw that growing up, especially because it's a giant Afro pick, I would just die laughing. Especially if we got to catch the shit, because for some reason, that one would slip through sometimes, I it think. Would, it, like we, the version we, I would the see. The one it.
0: on VHS we had, it wasn't a beep or anything, it just like made it sound. He goes, we ain't found, and it just said nothing.
1: And <laughs> that I, We may have had the same one on VHS then, but I, I think we did, because it would it wouldn't say anything and i think at some point i heard my dad say it like you know when he was at dinner with his brothers or something they were joking about it and i, I kind of started putting two and together but that that's of all the lines in this movie that are funny that's my favorite one so those those are the six i have cuz those are the ones i said i use the most in my everyday life
0: just like some little things that I like is that whenever the whole ludicrous speed what the hell was that baseball yeah. one They've gone to plaid.
1: You've used "gone to plaid" with me a couple.
0: It's times. funny. I was just talking to Christy yesterday. We were watching this movie like on the phone at the same time, and she did And she, <laughs> and she goes, "I don't get it." And I was like, "Didn't you see when it buy it the the pattern was plaid?" And she's like, "Oh!" And then like the other scene, like nice dissolve when it's dissolving from like yeah. night to day. She's like, "Oh, they're doing that because of how it's pictured." I'm like, "Yep." Like trust me, yeah. the more you watch it, the more you pick up.
1: Uh, Mel Brooks' movies are notorious for breaking the third wall. Yeah,
0: breaking breaking the fourth fourth wall, a lot of that, man.
1: Yeah, and and, uh, there's the one part at the very beginning where Rick Moranis looks at the camera and goes, Everybody got that? And then, of course, the scene where they're watching the movie, same thing, like watching themselves in real time.
0: And I think one of the reasons why I like the whole Raspberry line so much is that when he's like, when only one man dare give me the raspberry and it, the camera starts cl- getting closer to him, if you look at Colonel Sanders...
1: Oh, his face it's, is it's, tremendous. Well, it's funny.
0: <laughs> he looks directly at the camera and sees the camera pinning it, and you see him make like, a really weird face, like, oh, shit, I got to get out of the way, that he gets out of the way. <laughs> he gets out of the way, then it just, and then it, then it drills him in the face. And it's just like showing that them that they're aware that it's a movie that they're filming, and it just like makes it that much better when you're like, paying attention to I everything
1: think, else. Uh, you and I were watching the DVD in college. And I think we 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 rewound that about six times with the face that he makes.
0: I, I know, too, that uh, I do remember that. I just noticed this I was was paying attention in the background a lot when I was watching it this time.
1: There is a lot and going on in the background. The, the, you just don't,
0: like, I was, like, watching what, like, the random, like, you know, like, space ball troopers were doing. And, like, when he says, prepare to attack. All of a sudden, if you look at the very top, like, on, like, there's like a top level. There's two guys with guns. They almost like ready their guns. Like they're ready, ready to attack, but they're like inside. Like there's no reason for them to be moving.
1: That's another Mel Brooks thing is the is stuff going on in the background. He he did that a lot. And I was
0: like, I never, you know, it's one of those things. I just watched the movie hundred, 200 times. You know, I don't know how many times i watched it, but it's a lot. And I never noticed that before.
1: Of all the movies in my life, I've seen a lot. This one's near the top. I'd, I'd say for sure. It's near the top.
0: You know, I obviously have, uh, I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm oh, my own best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one. Yep. Um, when he's talking about you know, the little Star Trek that they threw in, they're beaming him. He's like, he's like oh, yes, yep. sir. Snotty beamed me twice last night. It was wonderful. <laughs> it just made me laugh. And then he's just like, you know, when he, they obviously beam him back and this freaking heads on backwards and why is everybody my ass yeah. is so big and for some reason i always even just i always get a big grin when he's like trying to itch his nuts like from his ass like his legs. <laughs> yes. it just gives me a big smile on my face and i crack up that
1: was one we laughed at a lot of the kid with the was because i think it said my butt is so big so we would yell why does anybody tell me my butt is so big and then we get in trouble for yelling
0: you said but you know always i always would say what you went over my helmet
1: yeah. Oh, that was the other one I meant to write down. Damn it. I do say that. If I make sure I'm going up the right chain of command, I'll, I'll say like, oh, I didn't mean to go over your helmet or I don't want to go over your helmet. No
0: one ever gets it. No one ever gets it. It's a shame. People need to get that.
1: It is a shame. People need to get that. Watch your movies, the, the, people. Uh,
0: what's the metal, Colonel Sanders? Chicken. I know I've said that a thousand times. Why are you preparing? You're always preparing. Just go. Oh, here, here's – I wanted to just toss this one in here because of the actor who says the line. Right. Okay. You idiots! This is not them. You've captured their stunt doubles. Who is that guy? Well, hell! Watch out for that next step. It's that doozy. I, <laughs> I
1: said that too. I, as I'm watching it, I said it's that needle-nose yeah. net. I was right. He looks very different, though, and that's only. He looks a lot younger. Like six he years older. He's got a lot more hair. I think. Yeah, it's of... only like six, seven years. Yes, and I looked. at him like, I bet that needle-nose yeah. Ned. It He's is. Got so, those of you that watched, listened to our Groundhog Day podcast. That's what we're talking about. Those of you who didn't, go listen to it.
0: Yep. And some the only reason why I cl- included that one. I mean, I love the scene. It's a fantastic scene. They turn around. It's like Princess Vespa's a guy smoking a cigar.
1: Oh, I saw somewhere on Twitter, someone posted that they went for Halloween as the stunt doubles from the movie. Like a dude in a wedding dress with a cigar in the hair and stuff. That was- <laughs> and someone replied back saying, I've been dying to do this for like 15 years and we never could get the right people together. It was either on Twitter or on the Chive. I forget. It, it was fantastic, though. I was like, oh, what a brilliant like idea, but only one out of every 67,000 people would get the joke.
0: And I'd be one of them. I enjoy the um, That's the stupidest combination I've ever heard in my life. That's the kind of <laughs> thing have yes. having in this luggage. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five that's amazing i got the same combination on my luggage <laughs> <laughs> i love when they're doing this the little schwartz lightsaber battle and they both like yeah make the you know make the lightsaber go up and they both just like are holding it right at their crotch level like they're popping wood and they and they're just like hmm i see your schwartz is as big as nine now let's see how you handle it and then they both just like look down at their
1: <laughs> again a lot of phallic references i didn't get as a kid you know um, What's going on? Sanders, what's going on? It's Mega Maid. Meg. She's gone from suck to blow. Mm-hmm. That's one you've used.
0: The whole, you're, I'm your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate.
1: Yes, it, what does it make us up? From this? When you <laughs> yeah. think about it,
0: he could have just said, I'm your cousin's former roommate.
1: Because <laughs> <Yes, laughs> that's yes. all he really
0: said. Because he, like, he goes, I'm your father's brother, okay, nephew's, yes. which, which technically you, could be him. You know, if it was his nephew, yes. it could be him, cousin's former roommate, yes. but it doesn't matter if it's any one of his other nephews, still his cousin. Nephews. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. It's just, I'm your cousin's former roommate. I just like, how you really Well, the, it
1: was it? supposed to be, obviously, we'll get into that in thoughts of the movie. This is supposed to obviously be a, like yeah, a Star Wars parody. That's so yeah. right there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Say goodbye to your two friends, and I don't mean your pals in the Winnebago. <laughs> but then I was like, think about that, and yep. I was like, but there are yep. three pals in the Winnebago. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're not counting a dot
1: no dot doesn't count A she's a robot and B she's useless
0: out of order fuck even in the future nothing works
1: yes the one F word in the whole movie which I did not remember I, I, I until didn't. I heard Rick did say either.
0: and then the, the last one that I'm gonna say is just the exchange between Lone Star and the guard when he does the Vulcan neck pinch whenever I see that guy in my head I was like if I were to recast this movie the guard I would make that Bill Burr <laughs>
1: Just, would be just take that small
0: that. little role. I'm like, "Bill Burr, that's what I want you to do right there. Philbert. That you're that guard right there. That,
1: he would have been perfect for that.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of yeah. lot of lines, lot of lines. I could keep going. A lot I could of keep lines, going. lines. There's some I didn't lines. even. You know, I probably have ten on there that I would just was. Maybe me more, ten or fifteen that I probably five or ten that I deleted, and then five more I just it's on there I'm not reading. Yeah.
1: And I missed this one last week, and again I threw it together at the last second with that list. But this would have been number six on that list of movies we've quoted the most in our life for sure oh by far let's go on to favorite characters i've started the other ones why don't you go first this time
0: you know i gotta go with dark helmet as my probably my solid favorite solid favorite okay We're to
1: i agree i had President Scroob on there too but i'm gonna say as a kid it was barf I barf was my favorite I, I
0: did like barf a lot but you know, yeah. And dude, now, I even think I think it's just like so quietly you just don't even think. But Colonel Sanders was awesome, and it was supposed to be uh, oh. Steve Martin.
1: Oh, I, that's Steve Martin. He even kind of looks a little. See, like he, him back he, back.
0: he even saw his mannerisms and his facial expressions. He was doing a good like Steve Martin, almost like impression. Yeah,
1: he was doing like a, almost impression. Yeah, yeah. it was, I it was, I was a good job. That. I liked it. No, you know it's funny. Like growing up. I only like the good guys, and as an adult, the bad guys in the movies, sanders Scroob, and Lord Helmet, Dark Helmet, whatever you want to call them—are far and away the funnier part of the movie. Oh yeah, they get all the good lines. They get all
0: the funny well, stuff. Well, they're they're spaceballs. They're pretty much supposed to just be idiots. You you really yes, are spaceballs. Funny. I know. He, he's yeah. like <laughs> the whole like Planet Earth. Do you want me to let you know <laughs> when Planet Trudy is insights are? Yes planet is inside sir it's yeah. <laughs> just like sorry sir I'm doing my best, <laughs> this yeah. best too. again there you go. Just learn about I don't <laughs> even have this was written down
1: <laughs> yeah because it just it's you just same in your everyday life the only people that get it are you naven <laughs> it's
0: like it's like the self-destruction button turn it off I can't it's irreversible like my raincoat
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've snuck that one in every night <laughs> I'm just like what <laughs>
0: Oh, so good
1: uh, and mel brooks still kicking man he's, he's still going. doing yeah uh he just did like a comedy show like a year ago and he's like 96
0: they've they've discussed i know like a possible sequel to this
1: i All saw time. something i don't know if i wrote that down or like not. they were
0: talking about doing a sequel and then but a lot of it's with rick, rick morris because no, ha- he's you know doesn't act anymore
1: yeah he's he's retired and obviously john candy's passed yeah um,
0: you said Joe Rivers,
1: Dick Van Patten's pass, Joan Rivers' pass. So you're missing a lot you of people easily, that would have been part you could of this. Obviously,
0: you know, if you could get Rick Moranis in there and get some of the other people in there, you could still get a pretty movie out.
1: Well, we're gonna do a recast later on a remake of this, or maybe Spaceballs Part Two. They would just recast the whole thing and call it something different. Call it with the name was originally supposed to be, which is Planet Moron. That was the original title Spaceballs. of the movie to search for more money. All right, uh, so this week's top five, we picked Rick Moranis because I think this is as good as Rick Moranis gets. This is peak Rick Moranis, 1987. So why don't you give me a, a five? I don't know if you have a five through one.
0: I I can give you pretty close to it. Spaceballs is, I think, his best. I'd probably go with Ghostbusters next. I, I put down these movies. I'm going to put down just two that I have as honorable mentions are his Parenthood and Little Shop of Horrors. Like, I, I like the movies a lot. It's just I don't find them rewatchable. That find Spaceballs okay. rewatchable. Ghostbusters rewatchable. Strange Brew rewatchable. Even like oh, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids rewatchable. And then I put that one.
1: As long as you stay on the first yes, one. Yes,
0: exactly. Um, and then Little Giants.
1: I had the same top five as you in almost the same order. I had Honey, I Shrunk the Kids five. Little Giants four. Strange Brew three. That movie's awesome. It is very, very dated, especially the computer technology they have, but it's still awesome. Two, Ghostbusters, and one, Spaceballs. Yeah, Rick Moranis, man. He retired in, I think, like 2006, but in reality, he hadn't done anything he's, much he's since the some, mid-90s. He's done some
0: voice stuff when I was looking at him online.
1: But, yeah, he's not, like, he's not, like, He's you know? not into in kind of film, man. Stuff the...
0: that's not going to take a lot of time. You know, I respect the guy. I mean, to be as big as he was and then just say, eh, I'm done.
1: Yeah, he's like I'm done. I'm gonna raise go my family. Raise you know, my family. He's like I yeah. can
0: always get back into it if I want to. He's he's
1: getting those Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, Little Giants checks that show up in the mail every the, now and then. So. Between
0: Spaceballs and probably Honey I Shrunk the Kids, he probably gets played on TV plenty. Probably lives off those pretty oh, well. Oh yeah,
1: Ghostbusters. Oh, on Oh yeah, TV Ghostbusters all the time as well.
0: Too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but yeah, I know that he's been in some other all stuff
1: right. too. So let's move into thoughts on the movie. I have some things not really within the movie, more like around the movie, that I want to kind of get into question one would you find this movie funny if you had not seen star wars there's few people that haven't obviously but if you watch this movie and you hadn't seen star wars you think you'd find this movie i think
0: you can still find it funny but you're not going to find it anywhere as funny if you haven't seen this type of stuff it's kind of like you know it's like if you're a sci-fi guy and then you watch this you're going to enjoy it
1: yeah i'd say yes definitely for a kid Because there's a lot of like goofy stuff. Again, you got to get the cleaner version. But one thing I kind of noticed, and I I agree with you with what you said, but one thing that this movie did really well, that he laid out the formula for, and then when they started making parody movies in the 90s, and especially in the early 2000s, they forgot this. And that is, to make a great parody movie, not all the jokes need to be a parody of another movie. You take subtle jokes of parodies of other movies, and then you have actual script that's real jokes. That's what he did. That's what – actually, I have a a list of – because we talked about doing – where I suggested a a parody, a a top five being your favorite parody movies. So I picked – I wrote a couple down, Airplane, Spaceballs, Naked Gun, and then one of my favorites of all time, Not Another Teen Movie. And they all kind of did the same thing, which is they had their own funny like jokes. Like Hot Shots. Oh, Hot Shots. Yeah, Hot Shots would be the fifth one then. Same thing. In the, in the 90s, they still had like – you know they didn't try and make every single joke a parody of what happened in a, a previous movie. They had their own jokes, but things were written around like a general plot that followed a parody of a movie. Like the funny jokes in Spaceballs, all those jokes and all those quotes that we said, Only one of them or two of them were like a parody off of Star Wars. The Schwartz and the mother's – or brother, father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. Other than that, the rest of the funny stuff in the movie is not really based off of Star Wars. It's kind of loosely based off of Star Wars. See what I'm saying?
0: It's kind of like a guideline that they followed. The the storyline was very similar. You know, it's like they capture – So
1: Scary scary Movie is is an example of where those – as they started making those more and more, the lines went from being having funny plots to simply literally trying to recreate every single joke from the movies they were parodying. And that was super lazy script writing versus talented, hardworking script writing. And you can absolutely tell the difference because then they tried to make, I don't know, like a superhero movie and a vampire movie and a, I, I, I think Meet the Spartans was literally like, hey, here's movies from the last five years. We're just going to make these jokes again. Like they just, they just gave up on it and they had random bums off the street try and write them. So just another tip of the cap to Mel Brooks and how he kind of laid that out. Another thing, I never noticed that Lord Helmet has a tie on until this past I time. I really have game. noticed
0: that every single time.
1: And it's phallic because it has like two ball circles at the top and then the tie down the middle. I don't know how I, I never really noticed that. Uh, that's the, the general thoughts on the movie I had. I really wanted to get into the whole parody thing of it. What What else do you have, Mike?
0: Well, something that I noticed. So, obviously, Spaceball stole some stuff from Star Wars. But, if you've seen the movie Rogue One, uh huh, the planet is surrounded by a giant force field shield. That has to be opened, just like in Spaceballs.
1: <laughs> yes, I did notice that when we were watching Rogue One. I'm like, it's like Spaceballs.
0: <laughs> I was like, huh? That's I, went, I go? Obviously, they didn't try to code one, two, three, four, five. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I read somewhere. Well, I'll get into that in facts on the movie because I I feel like there was something that was involving a nod to them by doing that, but I I don't have that written down.
0: Anymore. Well, I know that Mel Brooks, he got the green light right?
1: He got the green light from George yes, Lucas. That's,
0: that's, yeah.
1: George Lucas told them uh, well, let's just do it now since I have a bit yeah, of it here. On. So uh, in a 2013 television interview shortly before receiving the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award Melbrook stated that he personally obtained George Lucas's full permission to par- parody any and all things Star Wars related but on one condition that absolutely no merchandise of any kind could be produced from the movie. This is the reason why all yogurt and the dinks do this merchandising is also why none of the merchandising seen in the movie has ever been mass produced or publicly sold in any way. Because I don't know if you knew this, Mike. It's kind of a, a story out there now. When George Lucas went to 20th century at the time, 20th century Fox to get the rights to make Star Wars, they told him, we'll tell you what. You're not going to get any money from the movie, but you can per- you can make any merchandise you want and you get all the money from it. And that is why there is literally Star Wars everything. They were the first movie to do that. They were the first people to do that because George Lucas just became a marketing mastermind. So that was by the time you got to 1987, you'd gotten through all three Star Wars movies and a mass amount of marketing and merchandising sold. And that's why they made fun of it.
0: I watched one of those things on... Uh... Amazon Prime or something like that. Like the toys thing, it was one of them was about the Star Trek toys and about like the company that they used.
1: You mean Star Wars toys? Yeah,
0: that's what I meant. Sorry. Star Wars toys. And apparently, you know, they got like this small, like no name company too, that went from like nothing to like a massive, I can't remember the name of the company just off. i watched it so long ago, but yeah, that's one of those. You're right. There's definitely one of the hugest things made so much money off that. (laughs)
1: Another George Lucas thing. So the Millennium Millennium Falcon from the Star Wars saga makes a cameo appearance in the movie. I know, I was in, I, and I didn't know. yet. Yeah, it's at it's it's parked like behind the diner, I at, guess. When it, when they stop, you're gonna yes. laugh. I'm
0: just letting you know right now. I was rewatching some scenes in the movie. I literally have my TV paused on that scene where you can see the Millennium Falcon right now. Oh, Man, was, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> just letting you know right now. Just pause. I'm looking at the Millennium Falcon parked at. Re- the Exact thing because I didn't want to forget, I didn't write you. it down, but I didn't want to forget to talk about it, so I left it up.
1: So, uh, so there was a there was, I'm glad you said that then. Uh, so George Lucas got a chance to read the screenplay before it was made, and he loved it so much that he decided to have his special effects company, Industrial Light Magic, help make the movie. So, that's the reason why it was that good, too, is that he they were able to get George Lucas's. Well, help I, think, I think it cost it so five million
0: dollars to get Lucas films or whatever the heck that they used that company to do their editing and everything like that. Well, that's
1: why it cost them $22.5 million to make the movie, but it's made it back over time. It just didn't make it in theaters as we Exactly. before. Is this peak Rick Moranis? I'm going to ask that. I kind of said that before, but do you think this was... because this was after Ghostbusters, but before Ghostbusters 2?
0: I'd say probably, yeah, this is probably his his peak right here. Because, I mean, Ghostbusters 2, I'm not going to say is any... It was only big, bigger because it had bigger actors.
1: He's less in Ghostbusters yeah, 2 he, than he is in he's Ghostbusters bigger, 2. Also.
0: He's much bigger in this one. And it's like it's realistic. Ghostbusters 2 is not as good as Spaceballs. Ghostbusters is a different type of movie, and it's awesome. Yes. And I'll admit that. Ghostbusters 2 was good, but it was no Ghostbusters. The first. It was.
1: And then right off of this came Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
0: And, and that's the truth. as a kid. I kind of remember him in that the most because I think it was the first time I was like actually old enough. Cause I, like I said, I watched baseballs when I was really young and yeah, I watched it a few times and then uh, the older I got, the more I watched it.
1: I'll, I'll say this. I watched Spaceballs a lot more than honey. I shrunk the kids, but I don't think I tied two and two together that that was the same person.
0: It was different acting. He's, he needed more. I wanted to see him in more roles similar to like this role. And a comedy. Yeah. Cause
1: he was hilarious. He was so good. That type
0: man. of comedy I think is
1: perfect yeah. for. I mean, you he plays that colossal dork in Spaceball and uh Ghostbusters and then he's he's a dork in this too obviously but in a different way.
0: I just I love in this movie how his attitude and everything you know, when he has the mask up he's kind of like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exasperated, you know, or like used or something yes. like that. But then as soon as he puts it down, he's, like, trying to be scary and dramatic, you know, and everything like that. Whenever he, like, the, the mask's down and everything like that. Or he just can't freaking breathe.
1: <laughs> oh, so here you go. Um, since you said that, I have another one for you. Every time Dark Helmet has his face covered, his voice is lower and more bass, similar to James Earl Jones when he played Darth Vader. He also speaks with an African accent. In the DVD commentary, Melbrook said that the idea of Dark Helmet's voice changing whenever his face was covered was actually Rick Moranis' idea. And it is hilarious that he does that, that he just changes things up, and it's just all him. It's not a different voice; it's actually him.
0: Oh, I mean, I can tell it's him.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely yeah. sounds like him just speaking differently.
0: I wonder if it was like if he dubbed just dubbed over it, you know, like did voiceover, or whether he's actually well. I, if him.
1: you do, if you if you look at the scene with him with the dolls, he's doing both voices with the mask up.
0: I guess yeah, you're right. So, I guess you are right.
1: Any other thoughts on the movie?
0: I do like when he says how many asses I like, got on ship anyhow, and like where stands up, yeah. except if you look to the left, there's one guy who was sitting in that chair that the guy who got short, short, in the balls. Yeah. yeah, like he's just sitting there. <laughs> he's not standing up.
1: <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> I think I did read that. I think I wrote that down. I think it's one person that does. I was like, up. I
0: don't know. I don't know why he didn't do that, but another thing, another just random thought is the one eight hundred druidia. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah, funny story. You know, I had an eight hundred number for my house whenever I was in, like middle school before cell phones came out. <laughs> my mom worked. My mom we worked did? for that long distance company. It was like, oh, it was like, but it wasn't an eight hundred. It was like one eight 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 something. No,
1: I remember the eight 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 numbers.
0: And I was like, ah, we had pretty much like an eight hundred number for our house, so it was like nice because you nice. could use it as a payphone and not have to have money on you. It was something that I noticed. Just, and, you know, the I know it's a movie, but Lone Star is given one day to pay off Pizza the Hut. But then yeah. he spends, what, two nights on the Moon of Vega? <laughs> In the on car and eats himself. The yeah. Vega, and who knows how much time he spends rescuing her from space the space balls. And- oh, he was hiding yeah, from them, I guess. Dark helmet and stuff like that. But she, she's way past the deadline.
1: So I, I put. I know it's a movie, but and I just wrote. Can we even try to do this? Because this movie is so ridiculous. Is there even no. anything of? No,
0: there's just like I was just. I was just laughing too. It like, it's like supposed to be a future. They're still using VHS tapes. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Bart's best. Bart's best best one. Dot from the spaceship using a ladder in the middle of space. <laughs> like.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, he's a he's ha- he's not wow. a mog. So At he least Dot's do a robot. Yeah. Well, not just that. Yeah, Vespa's climbing yeah. up the ladder.
0: Stop looking at my can. Before we get to our next
1: part, let's take a quick break with a word from our sponsor. So, we did some internet facts. Uh, I have two more. No, I have one more. Tesla Motors has used Spaceball's Starship speeds light speed, ridiculous speed, ludicrous speed, and plaid speed as an inspiration for naming their acceleration modes. In homage to this movie, Tesla has ludicrous mode for acceleration beyond its insane mode, plaid mode, and over-the-top ludicrous. And you can buy them with ludicrous. It literally is called ludicrous mode to it, which is pretty cool. They also made, I don't know if you remember seeing this in the news, Elon Musk just made a flamethrower last year. And kind of inspired by Spaceballs the flamethrower. He made one. It was like a Tesla flamethrower as a marketing ploy. That's it. So that's all the internet facts I have. I know you said you you have some too. Yeah, Mike. just
0: some some odds I've Got a couple here. I just one thing that I did, I guess, is when he was doing the whole um, instant cassette instant cassette scene with like uh, looking at the VHS tapes. Um, uh huh. It's like if you look at the other movies that are there, like obviously they're all Mel Brooks. But if you look at the bottom level, you can see to the left, you can see a bunch of Friday the Thirteenth movies. <laughs> At oh, the really? bottom, right underneath like where space balls would be it's got like rock to like rocky like 15 or something at least <laughs> like at that point
1: time. well rocky yeah, 5000 5, because yeah. like, they say that later
0: yeah. I was just laughing because i saw all the rocky movies like that were like written, just written down. it just like, looks like it's like you know obviously just like printed on a piece of paper it's very like low budget you know it's not very good but i just like noticed it there yeah i was like oh, that's kind of funny the whole like Calling the planet Druidia, he only did that for one reason, so he could be like, "That's all we need—a Druish to... princess." Funny shit, look, Druid, yeah, and, I... and that's the only reason why he wanted—he wanted to use that joke, so he called the planet Druidia.
1: Well, I know that he—he uh, he said he kind of felt bad for all the Jewish dro- jokes he made, and then he's like, ah, "I don't care. <laughs> Never mind. It's too funny."
0: The whole piece of the hut suit—he wanted it to look as realistic as possible. He had to uh, use hot artificial melted cheese. Was used in the costume.
1: Hot artificial. Yes. The
0: plus side was it looked really realistic and slightly disturbing. Yes, slightly it did. disturbing.
1: <laughs> yes, very disturbing.
0: Um, the downside: uh, the actor who was wearing the suit received second and third degree burns from the melting cheese bubbling and dripping around him.
1: <laughs> oh man, he held. He held uh, still Richard,
0: though. Karen was so fed up with the out in fact that he quit after brooks insisted on taking reshoots.
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Um, because like I said, and it Dom Dolby's was the actor who did the voice. And he adamantly refused to wear the costume from the beginning.
1: No, well, cuz he didn't want second-third degree exactly. burns. Exactly.
0: They used green screen technology was apparently very new back then and they didn't really know much about it. So they were worried like people were worried that it was going to have an effect on your eyes. So like the actors were, a lot of the actors were just chilling on the side with like sunglasses on <laughs> because of the green screen. Now obviously we know now that well, that's not a thing.
1: Yeah, no, but that that's funny because they didn't know what what the yeah. effects would be.
0: Mel Brooks actually is allergic to latex, and he was playing yogurt, and yeah. the paint had a latex base to it, <laughs> so apparently he got like broke out like hardcore.
1: I saw somewhere he said it was really uncomfortable and his knees hurt really bad, but I didn't realize it was because of that late- Well, his knees
0: are really bad because he's just freaking walking around on his knees. I read that, too. Yeah. no, that's all I got for facts on the movie there.
1: All right. Uh, Nowhere are they now this week. Just it wouldn't make sense for this movie. But we do have a a remake, so I picked up a couple and Mike picked up a couple. Why don't I start with the, the good guys and you can take the bad guys. Sounds good. So I, I kicked this around a little bit, and I thought about it, and I thought, well, maybe I can find someone else, but Chris Pratt as Lone Star is a pretty much up, <laughs> right? It's, it's
0: funny that you said that, because I literally was just like, God, as much as I, he's perfect for the role, but I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, it
1: was like, I tried to think of someone else, I'm like i like, just, he essentially is just playing exactly who he is in Guardians of the
0: Galaxy anyway. Exactly. He's.
1: Which is Star-Lord versus Lone Star. Like, it's... that They barely... They're essentially the that, same That, character. and it's
0: like, it's very close to, you know, his Jurassic World character, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. This, exactly. This. So I tried to build around him because I, I thought about going, like, a different direction, and I just couldn't come up with someone that I thought could be funny enough yet play the character well, so I ended up on him. For Barf... We got we to bring back fat version of him, but Jonah Hill. So we need fat Jonah Hill. It can't be skinny Jonah Hill. And then for Princess Vespa, I ended up on Megan Fox because I was going to go with Jennifer Lawrence, but she's a little bit too young. I know she and Chris Pratt did that Passengers movie, but he's 11 years older than her. I'm like, mm, Megan Fox is only like four or five years younger than him. So I said she, she I think, would be a better, a better person. And she actually can be pretty funny. And I, she can play a bitch, too, which will work well. And then I decided for Yogurt, with Warwick Davis, bring Willow back. He's the right age. He doesn't have to walk on his knees. He can just play the character, do a couple shoots, and be done.
0: You said Yogurt?
1: So those, Yeah, for Yogurt. So that's my four. I didn't go with Dot because, I don't know, I didn't feel like digging up who I want the voice to be.
0: Like I said, I go, you could pretty much pick anybody with a very notable, famous voice.
1: I'll pick um whoever the annoying chick from oh God, what is that TV show? Uh Will and Grace. Not not Deborah Messing, the other chick.
0: I don't watch that.
1: So she, I don't no no one does, but I, her voice is like pretty noticeable and like nasally annoying.
0: Like Fran Dresser.
1: Sure. Ooh, maybe Fran Dresser can play her. There we go. She actually can be funny. I don't know if you if you've ever seen her in um This is Spinal Tap. She plays their their manager. She's pretty funny in it, actually.
0: I've a so, long time right. since I've seen that one.
1: Mm, that's a good movie. Worth the I watch.
0: was tossing this up so much, bouncing people around. I'm going to start with Colonel Sanders. Okay. I picked Simon Pegg for Colonel Sanders. But then I also thought, I couldn't think of his name off the top of my head. My brother told me, told me uh, his name is that Ty Burrell.
1: Oh Ty Burrell would be. He's good. also
0: somebody I think. We even they like, went with like an Ed Helms, but for some reason I just like think that I don't want someone to be the exact character too. Like I want to have their own little twist, a little bit different too. No. So it's like it's not going to be the sure. same movie. It's a different time, you know. It can't be the same movie.
1: Yeah, I mean we've we've got different yeah. people obviously. I was yeah. thinking Simon
0: Peck. and for some reason Dark Helmet for me. It, I thought Charlie Day at first, but then I was like, no, I don't. That young. No, I don't. I don't like, I don't like it either. But then I went with Danny DeVito. <laughs> and I thought Danny DeVito could also play yogurt. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know if Danny DeVito can carry enough of the movie. Oh. He's so funny, but I think he's more of a side character than like a main guy.
0: I'm, I'm telling you.
1: Let's see how he does in the tw- in the in the uh, twins remake that they got coming he, out. on well, that remake he, with the twins too. He
0: is one of my f- him and Charlie are my two favorite characters. Is oh, funny. they're so in, funny. <laughs> nice. And then probably Dennis, then Mac. They're all like they all have their moments, but he is just—I just. I just
1: Frank is always, always, always. He's fine. always
0: on point. Yeah, exactly.
1: He's always on point, but that's the thing though—he has like small sections. I don't know if he can do all of those scenes. I don't know. I, I don't hate it. But I, hate, even thought, not, I even I'm thought, thought he could it. play
0: President Scrooge because I have Brian Cox, and I thought that they could, you know, intertwine. I thought Brian Cox could also play Dark Helmet. <sighs>
1: I like I like uh, Devito as Scroob a lot, a whole lot, because he can play the buffoon. He can play the buffoon, and Brian he can, and he, and he also
0: good. just like his pervertedness that I've seen in Always Sunny could totally play over onto yeah, that.
1: I like Devito a lot more as Scroob, that's for sure. I'm not sure on Dark like, Helmet. Like I had like I had Dark Helmet.
0: I had like people like Jack Black, even like in there that thought Bob could do Maybe. It like him. I had <laughs> even I thought about when I, mean, I thought about my brother mentioned. Ty Burnell, I thought about Ed O'Neill somewhere in the... These are just random people I just thought could be in the movie, like a Bill Hader, you know, an Adam Scott, Zach Galifianakis, you know, just like any of those people could probably, like, find a spot in this movie somewhere where they have some lines.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure, for sure. Adam Scott I'd like to see in this movie. I like him a lot. I need to think about the Lord Helmet, though, because you need that to be someone... That can it was so it. hard
0: for me to you know, So much to of that movie. That, that's tough. It was so hard for me.
1: That's a tough I was one. like...
0: I th- I even thought about like... Tom Cruise only because of Les Goodman.
1: Tom Cruise as Les Goodman. Dark Helmet.
0: I could... Yes. Lord
1: Helmet? I'm I'm,
0: that's, in. And I'm that's in on that. If you make him look... Not like Tom Cruise.
1: But make him look like Les make Goodman. Make him look a
0: little more Les Goodmany with some glasses. You know? But like you still... Tom Cruise. Yeah. And plus him in there. I was like... I could totally that he's a little bit shorter
1: i would say but, one of the underrated things about lord helmet is that he's six inches shorter than everybody else and that's what and that,
0: that was my thing that's why i like pulled danny devito i just like thought it'd be hilarious just like him i thought it'd be funny like i was just like thinking scenes of him like trying to like fight lone star and like blatantly having either cgi or having a completely different like actor jump around to, like flips and shit like that <laughs> just, it's totally not him you yeah. can totally tell it's not him and just how funny it would be to see, like, how bad, like, you obviously see a completely different guy. Like, like you can see it even in this whenever Lone Star's doing, like, the flips and stuff like that. Like, you can blatantly tell it's a stunt double.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would almost be funny if they used the, instead of the part where they accidentally cut the guy the, holding the boom mic, they just cut over and there's, do like they did in uh, Hot Shots 2, where they've got the shadows fighting and they show him walk off to the side. Like have a cut over and there's Danny DeVito like eating a banana while uh, Lord Helmet's fighting still.
0: Probably like smoking a jewel.
1: Yeah, I really do like DeVito as President Scroob. I think that's that's a perfect fit. I got to think about this Lord Helmet though. That is a really tough one. I I do like I do like the Tom Cruise as the guy from Tropic Thunder doing it because that's really good.
0: I like scrolled through like three hundred actors. I want
1: to think about this for the, I'm going to be texting your names for the next like 3 days trying to think of people. Cuz you got to have like the right age. They need to be in their mid 40s to early 50s. And then they need to be be able to be funny, be able to act and ideally be a little bit short.
0: And and that's, that's
1: and be a, be able to play a buffoon too.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's and yeah. that's what I because I even like was like pr- uh, like first thing I thought I was like oh President Crew would think somebody would be funny and I was like oh Robert Downey Jr. I was like nah 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 nah, nah, nah. I mean this is, I said no no no
1: <laughs> DeVito's so good as it because he'd be so perverted and ridiculous it'd be awesome
0: like I just think about him just like just being like I just dropped my my, my monster condom from my Magnum dong <laughs> that's all I think of him just like stuff like that
1: well just just I'm give ready. him a salute wow girl.
0: Yeah.
1: the just him giving the salute, the boom with the with the with the hand. I could see him doing that so perfectly. I gotta think about that now. All right. Well, if uh, if anybody thinks of a good one to play, Lord Helmet or any of the other characters, send them over to us. Uh, tweet us at WorthTheWatchPC, email us WorthTheWatchPodcast at gmail Look us up on Facebook. Uh, let's see. It's I think it's Worth the Watch Podcast. I think you have to pull the whole thing up. Like us. Please share us. Uh, another thing, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, give us a rating. It helps us because when people go and look for us, if they see that we have a good enough rating, they'll they'll potentially listen. Uh, Mike, why don't you give the Instagram? Uh,
0: Instagram is worth underscore... The underscore watch underscore PC.
1: Our next movie—it depends on whether we can get our streaming service resolved. Might be Army of Darkness, might not. We'll see. We got some other ones coming up th- through the end of the year that maybe maybe into. once so, we
0: figure out, we'll give a post.
1: Yeah, I'll put I'll put something out there on Facebook and Twitter, and Mike, you can put it on Instagram once we know what our next movie is going to be once we decide. So. All right, anything else before we go, Mike?
0: You know, may the Schwartz be with you.
1: May the Schwartz be with you.